0: The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic
1: Football Club. It's amazing the difference that one swing of Furahashi's right boot can make to the mood of an entire fan base, but that's exactly where we find ourselves, as he's won and goal at Ibrox, made it another beautiful Sunday for Celtic supporters around the globe. This is the Celtic Exchange Weekly, this is Tino, and this week I'm joined by Miff and James, remember those guys, as we cover all things Celtic. Miff, rumours you've been staying away from the show in protest at how Saad Haxabanovich has been treated by the club are well wide of the mark. Uh, so welcome back, how was your Sunday?
0: Uh, it was a beautiful Sunday, Tino, thank you for that lovely intro. Hello James, all listeners. Um, not not in protest at Hacks uh, for those who don't know, I've had a bad shoulder. Bad shoulder. No being able to drive. I'll know, bore you, anybody that does know me has said to listen to me, going on about my sore shoulder for a considerable amount of time. Um Mrs Myth actually asked me Is the soldier, shoulder Is the shoulder got to get mentioned On the podcast and I said "Body right Many guys. times <laughs> um, Within with the first minute <laughs> Hacks uh, No he's blotted his copybook for me um, do, Certainly He's blotted it he's, he's burnt it Coming out And saying what he said After his performances You know To be quite frank He's shown flashes He's, he's torn a caravan He'll need to sort that out If he wants to Come back and he's do done. anything But I, I, I can't done. see it under Roger's tenure anyway yeah. But uh, an absolutely fantastic result in the context of all the noise and everything that's going on. Noise that we just we just live under that constant noise that comes for the other side of the city. Even though achievement and accomplishments very minimal from them, um, so to keep them down. I, I didn't expect it. I saw that I saw the starting lineup and, and thought there is absolutely no way on God's green earth that lineup keeps a clean sheet. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, we'll find out in the next fifty odd minutes. Uh, James, likewise, welcome back after your own right. few weeks break. How's your shoulder? All fine, both fine. <laughs> both <laughs> Good fine. to go there. Um, what's your short summary? You've, any need for that one. you've not been on for a few weeks. What's your short summary of the the early season so far under Rogers? It's it's been mixed, but I suppose
2: if you want to give it some context, there's there's a big difference that turns out between Angie's Style and Roger Style, and it takes time, much as it did under to to get that into the players maybe on Sunday it's starting to click there's further elements coming into the, I think the transfer window we'll go get into I'm sure was as bad as I've seen having looked like we were starting to become a professional company club when it comes to these things it just looked like it was all back to five, six years ago leave it to last minute you know the common denominator there is is Rodgers to be fair so I wonder how you know is he not making the moves that Ange was making and saying like, just get him in the building, I know he's good, all that kind of stuff. Is he not dynamic enough? I don't know. That's pure speculation. But either way, we can't be finishing transfer windows last minute like that. I mean, on on Barnes, it looks okay. The squad looks okay. It's got too much deadwood in it. It's got too many loans in it. But there's talent there enough to win the league. That's the be-all end of this season. I've been saying it long enough. Get the league this season and we are... Away from any rivals in Scottish football for maybe time memorial,
1: and this is of course with reference to the the new Champions League format and what that brings in terms of the financial rewards and various other things. And I mean, on that note, would you be absolutely happy with league title and nothing else, no Scottish Cup, hundred percent, no progress in Europe? This absolutely, season? yeah. I think
2: you know it's a tough enough draw. There's there's three strong teams in there. I know budget-wise we're, we're quite close. In fact, I think we spend a bit more than in, in Finder in terms of the wage structure. But that's a tough, tough group. I'd be happy just to focus all in the league. And, you know, if there's development to be done. You know, Champions League can teach you stuff about you know where you're at. If you can get some dignified results, to use the the word, and focus in the league. That's my sole, sole focus all the way. <laughs>
1: And what about just on the park so far? So you've covered transfer stuff, Europe and, and different off the park aspects, but we're four games into the campaign. We've been to Pataudry, been Ibrooks, won both and we're three ones out of four and we sit top of the table. What do you think of the on-field stuff? Because despite what I've just said, has been a wee bit sketchy in places, can't get away from it. Camarnock, poor result in the cup. St Johnson, woeful at home. You'd be glad you missed that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I tuned into
1: it whatever time in the morning. <laughs> I watched it. What a waste of time and
2: effort that was. All I would say in answer to that is you've got Six If you include uh, Palma Players to come in To strengthen that squad So the answer is You don't know mm-hmm. You know We need to see those guys Including CCV and Hitati Back in um,
1: And then we'll be able To see what we've got And until they're playing We don't know All fair comment. Okay let's take a look At what's coming up On this week's show And the run up to last week We mentioned three events That could all be seen As season defining for Celtic And this week We're going to assess All three of them so in reverse order, we'll start with Sunday's win at Ibrox and just what that means on and off the park for Celtic as Brendan Rodgers' second spell in charge burst into life on match day four of the league campaign. We'll then assess Celtic's summer transfer window with a total of nine new players now on board for the season ahead and a few players also heading in the opposite direction. We'll then assess the Champions League draw that's paired Celtic with Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid and Lazio in Group E of this season's competition. And in between times, we'll also fit in our new feature, the 11th man, which will give James and Miff their first crack at naming the missing player from a well-known Celtic lineup. OK, let's get started with that big one at Ibrox and how could we not? Miff, what does a result like that do psychologically for Brendan
0: Rodgers, for the players and for the supporters? Uh, well, psychologically, it's... Extremely beneficial It puts us Especially with the wee break Coming up You always feel That yeah. there's more importance Goes on a, a win And Before you go away For that break There are so many Of our players Who go away On international duty So that feel good factor When they go away is, is is really really important It's always important For Celtic To be above Rangers on the table At any point Doesn't matter If it's one game in Two games in Three games in Four games in It's a vital Vital thing What about five games in And six five games in Five games in Six games in Seven games in Etc Um for me though, like like James, I'm I'm pretty underwhelmed um with the with the transfer business and and I felt I carried that into pre matching on Sunday and then seen the starting line up and was was not overly enamoured with it, albeit that it was probably the strongest that was available to pick, save maybe a a couple of wing options. The starting line up points squarely to the transfer window. Yeah. But that said, it then shows you what that fixture does to you <coughs> when you go and manage to pull a result out of the bag and, and what I will say is this whilst I feel we have been sketchy this season and have played well at times the overall first half performance was pretty much a complete performance mm-hmm. we dominated the game we played our football you could probably point to Rangers fairly bizarre tactics playing into that but again I think that's because there's a golfing class between the squads and also a golfing class in the dugouts as well yeah. between both managers and I just think maybe this was this was just the the performance and the result that's maybe given Brendan his Mojo back a bit. But it, it's still, notwithstanding that, I think the key thing for me, the most positive thing to take from it was the first half performance where we controlled the game. It was our biggest game of the season to date. There was loads of factors going against us and we, we managed to wrestle control of the game, which I think just, you know, now when you look at it, the players couldn't have been massive in confidence going into that game. They've stood up to a really, really firm test. James, what about, just to move uh, on from that point, what about the, the mental side of
1: a game like that? So, 50,000 screaming fans, none of your own supporters there. It takes a huge mentality to go there, not only keep a, you know, a clean sheep, actually come away with a win. And it says a lot about the character of, you know certainly the players and the guys in the dugout to have gone there and done so. <sighs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Bizarrely, they were helped by
2: the Rangers fans Because they were on their own players' backs For nothing You know, if a move didn't come off Just somebody's tried something, hasn't come off They're going absolutely bananas And that can only make the Celtic players go "Oh wait a minute, more to be doing that, the more frustrated they're going to get And the harder it's going to be on their own players So, it just Their levels of expectation and entitlement Is what leads to this You know, being at their own players Because they
0: expect so much Why do they expect so much? Look at the results. Look at the trophies. If if you were an angry bear in attendance on Sunday, ask yourself why the team won the league when nobody was in there. It's a, a really valid point. I mean, the the vitriol
1: and the some of the stuff you've seen on social media has been amazing, by the way. But <laughs> just to look at it, it's just as it's it's unrealistic expectations, isn't it? And and it stems from it stems from the the players and coaches involved because there's a lot of hot air coming from those guys, and you like, you just ultimately. Always have to have something behind you by way of trophies and success before you've got the right to say these things. You say nothing
2: until you put the silverware in the cabinet. But it's a, it's a circle of the Rangers players and officials say it, the media fan it and amplify it and then the fans believe it and circle it all back and it just keeps going and going and it never ends up
0: in silverware. The, the bizarre incident last year before the, was it, I don't know if it was the League Cup final or the Scottish Cup semi-final where... The kind of guy that looks like he's from the 1930s That's the assistant manager Who had never said anything oh, before aye, aye. Came out and said Oh I can't wait until oh. after the game And I'm going to give Andy a bit of this <clears throat> A few things he, dis- he said had been disrespectful Mate the game's not even played yet <laughs> And I's never says, I never said not like Never it, did just, It was bizarre And then they get beat And he aye. just went away back into the background again <laughs> He's never been heard for since Just bizarre I mean who's controlling that nope. Just sit and shut up and win yeah, that's
1: exactly it. Nobody has control on that message and it's a serious problem there. But listen, long may that continue. That's not Celtics' concern. I agree with what you're saying, James, though. Had we gone in nothing each at half time, the booze were on the way. They were they were ready to, you know, boo their team off the park. For Kyogo then he scored the goal, geez, oh, turn it up. It was it really, really put the pressure on. And that must have been, you know, as Celtics players were walking down the tunnel, you could see the, the buoyancy, the lift that gave them. And likewise the Rangers players will be going, Jeez, that's the last thing we needed here. Yeah. It just Totally changes the dynamic of the game, it changes what the half time message is, and then you're coming back out for 45 minutes more of that. It can't be enjoyable as a player,
2: absolutely not. But they've convinced themselves that you know, keeping the Celtic fans away means they're going to win the game, and it's, it's just not true. Um, they are their own worst enemy on this because, like you say, they, they've driven the players back out on the pitch going, well, I just don't want to make any mistakes mm. instead of being able to play free and play football and you know,
1: try and play positively. Are thinking negatively Don't make a mistake So what I think One of the biggest reasons For all the anger uh, Coming from Rangers yesterday It's a, it's a, it's a big Big <laughs> it's, a, it's a big topic How do you get into that? But I think a lot of it Comes down to the fact That that's them Just about full strength You add Barisic in if you want But that's about them As strong as they're going to get Potentially for the whole season Don't know yeah. what they might do in January Celtic as we know Have got various issues at the moment In terms of injury Carter Vickers and Rio Hatati Being the two main guys and potentially another centre half So that's the big that at home we, You know We're crippled with injuries They're at full strength They had to go and win that And I think that's what's caused So much tension
0: Well You look at your man Yomaz that come off the bench And they'll spend £5 million on him got Mad money You yeah. know they, they obviously I assume somebody scouted And watched Big deserts. So he spent five Llamour. on Johnson, Alzar Johnson. You know, your man Danilo was really, really touted, but he's not started any big games. I don't think. Did he start again? Maybe he started the ninth I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But um, the they they have they have backed Bill, regardless of what um, they might think. They've given him. Uh, uh, they've given him if,
1: money. If you believe the papers, they've got well. well, you might have seen Bill come out. Uh, his backs up just now, and he says. The figures you've come out with are way off the mark We've only spent £13 million on nine Maybe. players And that tells you a lot of where his head's at He's now coming out on the defensive already He's four games in But it doesn't matter the number Whatever they
2: cost, £1 million or 100000000 million They're the nine players you wanted And you got them So you now you
0: need that, to use that's them what, That's what I mean, he's, 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 been, he's been backed um, So the, the overall quality of their squad, I, I would argue Has lessened The, the reason I think so is because even if you take you're quite right to mention Vickers and Hattie Celtic's strongest of and contained them and they are very very important as well not only are they starting players they're just so important to they're how we play players yeah whatever Rangers fans opinions were of Kent and Morelos whilst they struggled latterly against us they were flat track bullies against other teams in the SPL they, they did the business against them so they ensured that they always picked up points against our teams so what you now have is a situation where players have now come in who may, may do that, but they may not. So the jury's still out on how robust that overall squad is. I would say Rangers are weaker, but then you could also make the argument that so are we. Could so, we. so it, you know, what, what it will come down to is Rogers the, the victory buys Rogers' time. buys Rogers' time to, you know, impact his ways on the squad. He's all, clearly already been doing that. And even you could argue the way we played in the first half in terms of control of the game was... Probably better than anything we had under range yeah. when we played at Ibrox I would say, regarding the control of the game. Yeah. But overall, the balls in our court now. If we just put our foot to the floor, I think we can we can really really pull away. But it's going to need one of those runs of consistency. But it's been a pretty difficult start. Like it's quite right to mention away to Podry, away Ibrox The first four games that that's pretty pretty difficult. That random, uh, you know that's SPL. <laughs> Supercomputer Super computer, Just completely random <laughs> Yeah. Um, just to stay on
1: Rangers' approach Just briefly you'd, you'd have to look at What I think is Naivety, James From uh, Michael Beal The fact that they've not Dealt with the The Callum McGregor situation He had the freedom of Ibrox You know, for large spells Particularly in the first half They tried to address it In the second half the, We covered the post-match Myself and Sinky And we talked about we um, yeah. Guys like yeah. Derek McInnes, McInnes. And other, other managers Who are not They're not Capello and you know, other they're not superstars but they've basically identified stop Callum McGregor you stop Celtic or words to that effect and Bill is well aware of that but he's decided just to let him run free Was it arrogance that
2: he said yeah, I'm not going to put my um, formation together based on an opposition player I'm going to put my formation together to play my football and win the game but was it arrogance? Yes I, th- I think we've
1: at times at amateur level and stuff been in dressing rooms where it's let them worry about us, and I, and I think that's the shout. He said them out with something along those lines. Um, another guy I really want to touch on, uh, because how can you not, is Todd Cantwell. Where was he yesterday? For all his talk and all his social media nonsense, um, and all his bluster, he was woeful. Uh, he would been as well not been there at all. No, the races, but the foot. He has played them like a
2: cheap flute. If you, if you pardon me. Um, <laughs> He's convinced him that he is the guy. He's you know going to be this amazing player, despite having done nothing in his career so far. He did nothing towards the end of last season because it was all dead anyway. No pressure kind of thing. The only game that there, there was pressure, he disappeared. And the games that you know dead rubbers and stuff, he starts doing tippy tappy and he'll look passes and stuff, and you go, yeah. mm, it's not really that we're looking for. And then he's in social media, just just playing to the fans, and
1: they've fallen for it. Hook line and sinker. Not now, James, uh, according to uh, Follow Follow, <laughs> where I've been spending some time. Do you know, see if they start charging for that? I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to be rooked by the end of the month because it's, uh, there's a lot of good content. Um, But they see me have twigged, or certainly. That's the thing. It's all well and good turning up against, I don't know, whoever, Motherwolf, at London Dundee. You must do it in those games. That's why these guys are signed. And again, it's just been all talk. He had opportunities to go and impress yesterday, and he just wasn't at the races. And you can add his pal, is the other one, Raskin. Oh,
0: hey, f- uh, so, you know, 20 million player These uh, are all the guys I, That make I, I all the noise I would say um, Cantwell had, had his chance At the end He's shin roller um, Unfortunate Loss of technique At a big moment um, Was a big fan Of Holmes on him The last kick of the game That was, that was absolutely fantastic <laughs> So good a tackle Cantwell's both feet Just came up At the same time <laughs> He landed square right In his hand end <laughs> um, But As as for Raskin One moment of quality When he found Lammers with the reverse pass it was a very, was a very good pass, to be fair, um, but I remember thinking that at the time, going, "Oh, he's still on." Aye, well, that, and and that, you know, he's clearly a talented lad, but is he is he going to impose himself on games? Probably not. I'd say can't be all the same. You know, was, was Ryan not playing yesterday? Uh, aye. aye, he was there. You know, yeah. I, surely as a Rangers fan, you'd be saying, "Right, lads, I think maybe we need we need better." So, it, listen it's natural for us to talk about rangers because they are going to be our closest challengers um i think what we've seen yesterday with them at full strength is we we should we should have enough to, to deal with them i'm now excited about what comes next i'm i'm still disappointed to be quite frank with the with the way that the cubs went about things in in a pre-season or during the transfer window and i think we'll come on to speak about that in a bit more depth but just purely regarding yesterday just fantastic for how unexpected it was and even better probably the way the game panned out whilst it wasn't a great watch in the second half it was great seeing the likes of and Scales you know getting just defending their box really well and there's one thing I did notice about Scales in pre-season I think when we played over in Japan um, he'd played one of the games and to defend quite a lot with balls coming into the box and he'd, he'd, he'd done it quite resolutely so fair point him for stepping up 100% I thought he was great and listen, moving forward the
1: likelihood, is Liam Skills won't be a you know a central part of, of Celtic's defence, but all he can do is what he done, you know, on the day, and I thought he was great. and Please for him as a guy because he seems like an honest you know player, an honest honest performer, and I think he would take a huge lift out of that. He's going to be here till at least January, so we might as well have have confident players in the building. You mentioned Lagerbiel come I thought he had a really really shaky game right across the board. What about Rangers' disallowed goal? Correct decision for you? <laughs> this is just it's a technical foul, and.
2: Yeah, I saw somebody mention it in Kennedy Street today. Th- that that is as straightforward a foul as you get. The guy, see if the guy's got, um, if he's got contact on the ball, yeah, that's then you up. go right, fair enough. You know, he he's just won the ball off him, yep. and then like a kicked him. Rangers got a foul, Goldson got a foul in the box against St. Martin last season for the, and I mean the exact same Was thing. It not James Sands, is that the one doing the rounds? Aye, yeah, that's the, guy, the guys. He, it's the on the ball it is literally, get, the guy the just puts his foot in So there's a clear cut example here So when the media's got that clear cut example And we know they have because they commented on it at the time And then they're trying to reference this one from yesterday Are they just at it To keep the noise going yes. And you know inflate things Whereas you know we talk about VAR being Like rugby where we go right we want to get decisions right I don't think they do They just want controversy so they can sell papers And clicks and all these kind of things and we need, you not fall for it. We need to be a bit more grown up in our football.
0: Did you hear Neil McCann on Sports? Team? I've not seen yeah. him yet. I know um, that's the rule. So, so basically, I, don't like it. I know that's the rule, but I disagree with it. So yeah, that, yeah. that that just forget about everything. He quoted yeah. the rule and said, but the rule's wrong because in this instance, it didn't benefit Rangers. That was his point. Yeah, get it up. you. I think you'd also have to give credit to another guy
1: who's mm. been passing comment in the background in the shape of Bobby Madden. Post deleted I believe Really? I think so um, Any for those who are not sure Bobby Madden t- tweeted or Instagram or Snapchatted or something off, I don't know what he done But he done something He basically put a few screen grabs in place to say Just as you say James it's cut and dried This is a free kick all day long um, So I think they've got the right decision You know soft foul or, or otherwise A a foul And it was the right call but you do have to bring in uh, Lagard-Bielka's part in it. He was
0: sloppy, wasn't he? And it wasn't the only time in the game. It, it, it just has but to go, go on it or go back to the keeper. But but in saying that, I, I felt probably on the ball, he was, he was a bit, he just seemed a bit rash yesterday. But he still, I still thought he defended reasonably well for most the most part. Just his rash moments were very rash. Yeah. I, I, th- I think his
2: distribution was good in the you know, short-term passes. But when he was going
1: long, it was pretty sporadic Um, his mid-range passes weren't great in in a gifted possession too many times in too many uh, key areas Um, he will have learned or he'll have Gained from the experience of going to Ibrooks and yeah. hopefully it brings him on as a player. We can't judge him on that alone. He's brand new in the door, but he'll need to improve. You see flashes from him in the last couple of games he's played. You go, there's, there's a player there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other uh, real positives from the game. We've touched on him briefly, but Callum McGregor really stepping up. So <laughs> we've spoken about him in the, the weekly shows in the past couple of weeks, uh, lads when news have uh, been missing. And we spoke about, asked the question last week, and I was just asking the question if his performances don't improve, should he be dropped captain or otherwise? Um, Sinky and Paddy, absolutely not. They said, you know, he's the main man; he will drive us forward. Um, but I maintained that, you know, if on Sunday and beyond he wasn't doing it, then he should have been taken out the firing line. But he did do it, and that's that's the sign of him as a player and as a captain. He stepped up when Celtic really needed him, and I know Liam Skills got man of the match and well deserved. You could put a real case for Callum McGregor as well, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, I think McGregor and Hart showed real leadership, uh, which was a great sign to see because. After enduring the St Johnson game, uh, you were just maybe a wee bit worried that, you know, the senior players maybe just weren't quite on board with the message Roger was sending or they weren't quite imparting on the rest of the team what the manager wanted them to do, which then obviously could create a whole imbalance in the squad. But then what you seen was that that sort of leadership for two of the senior pros in the dressing room, as well as somebody like Scales. So... McGregor is just such a critical player to us and the fact that we haven't been brilliant this season and he hasn't been brilliant this season are, are no doubt really really well linked yeah. James another guy who's come in for
1: um, praise and I think mostly uh, correctly is Dyson Maeda he is the best rotten football player I've ever seen <laughs> he's such a mixed bag isn't he he's d- <sighs> I know what you mean like know technically he's not the best
2: um, he is uh, not and he might no, he's not the worst but he, As well uh, I don't know I just like him But at the same time I thought it was a rather Conservative move To put him in I've always liked him Up against Tavernier Because he just Sticks him in a wee box And says Stay there for 90 minutes Don't Nearly score there Dave Sorry Don't move um, I, I thought a wee bit more Ambition Would have been To put A Palma Or a Young in there And really go at them You know early on Be more positive I thought it was quite A negative squad Because you had positive Options on the bench but then Dyson goes and just you know gives
1: us another performance like that, just n- non-stop. You can't not play him in that game. I know. He is so important to the win. And you know because of the the on the ball stuff you see, you know he, he overcooked a cross late in the game and gifted possession a couple of times. That's fine. That's just all part of his game. We know that well by now. But the other side of his game is just so important. He's still bombing around in the 85th minute and yeah. closing guys down. His work rate is incredible. And he's a huge reason why Celtic can keep Rangers on the back foot in such a game.
0: There was an absolutely fantastic photo on Celtic's Twitter of Rodgers yep. and Maeda embracing after the game. I've seen it, it's a fantastic, great picture. Absolutely nice. Fantastic, yep. um, absolutely that, fantastic. That performance, if you created a sort of memory book of Dyson Maeda when he does eventually leave is, if you ever needed to reference what Dyson Maeda was as a player to Celtic, that 90 minutes yeah. is it. Sublime, ridiculous, <laughs> but with, without question, the work rate, you know, an absolute warrior. And and that's not the only time he's done that Ibrox, he is the man for Ibrox, because he just, he doesn't give to Werner a minute, but also he looks dangerous going in behind. And he just works so hard And he You know Even at times he done loads of really difficult things yesterday And then fell over the ball uh-huh. Just like, he, he, Even his skin to Vernon in the box Was all set up for a shot And then I like, actually think he might have got a penalty If he'd went down Tried to stay in his uh-huh. feet Fell over the ball Momentum away A couple of times as well He's took the ball in really tight spaces um, You know Managed to turn his man And then he's just not taking the ball with him When he's went yeah. to run It just I, I I just love him. I love him. He's an absolute crackpotty, a football player, but I love him. <laughs> would um, he have got his goal of Keogh would squared it? Was it not Tabada? bad that he should have squared it?
2: No. He's in the back, wasn't it? Is that and the second
1: half? Came in from is that about the first half? Is that well, the first, first, half, half, first, first, half, half, first half? half? First half. Yeah, oh, yeah he was yeah, in the tried to back. flick. So yeah, tried yeah. To yeah. flick yeah. There's no guarantee my head would have tucked that away, no. <laughs> so he was under the posts. No, is that the one Goldson
0: bought? Goldson bought.
1: Miff, um, when Maeda eventually does move on you'll be tasked with creating that memory book that you've mentioned yes, So Yes, no, quite happily I'll mark <laughs> quite it, happily. we can come back to that Another guy we need to mention um, and you may not be best pleased Miff uh, I know you're a fan, but Greg Taylor uh, there's no doubt he is out of sorts he's clearly a player lacking in confidence and it doesn't give anybody any great pleasure to say that but the start of the season saw Carlo McGregor, Joe Hart and Taylor Ockman for criticism the other two lads have pulled away from that putting in big, big performances but Taylor was struggling uh, at the weekend, and, and his backup is no better, unfortunately. In Burnaby, what's your take? It,
0: well, I think if you thought Taylor had a bad game, then Burnaby made them look like a good game. Uh, it just doesn't what to read danger that laddie. Um, in Terms of Taylor, can't need can opportunity as well. It, it, well. If you could go on early to O That was the opportunity. Well, that was such a bad uh, book in the context. I yeah. know uh, it looks bad on all because of what he's tried, but he's only had no, to try that because too of too late, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, t- I think Taylor's distribution really let him down, but. I think at the very least, what he did do was help hold that sort of defensive shape. The the thing with Taylor is, I think he's just a player really, really low in confidence, um, which is a shame given how much of a contributor he's been in the past two years. But I don't necessarily think. I think you need to remember he is a, you know, as a high quality player. I think again, much like with McGregor and, and probably Hart as well, it's, it's more to do with confidence rather than anything permanent. Um, I, I would like you to, to stick by him I, I, and and Brendan Rogers, what you do have is, is a coach who generally gets players to increase their, their level so it may just be that the positional tweaks that he's no doubt had to go under same as other, other players on the team and, and I think it's something we we'll we for, forget at times isn't it that the system is very different yeah. the way they have been asked to play is very different and for some players who were so comfortable in the way that Ange played it feels, you know, going on to a football park probably feels very different to them this season than it did the, the two prior, so um, I'd like a wee bit more faith in, in Taylor, as I would be McGregor Hart, anyone else. Um, it's just, it's it's difficult when you know you've got the Champions League coming up, you know that's another level to go up, away yes. from SPL and, and then that's when you really do start to worry because if anyone in our group is watching our games, they'll be able to identify fairly quickly where the weak link uh, is. Unless Rodgers is going to invert for the Champions League, don't it's don't going to be really so. hard. I don't
1: think he's going to change what he's doing, but I think, um, you'd, uh, hard to work out what Rangers' overall tactical plan was uh, at the weekend, but one of their approaches was just to Surely. get in over the top of their defenders and try and put pressure on <laughs> the centre-halves and the fullbacks, you know, aerially, and most of the boys come through Scales and Lagerbelk could dealt with most of that Alistair Johnson's a real plus to be back isn't he um, but Taylor is a wee bit short but if you've said you, you think and hope it's nothing permanent with Taylor and he'll recapture that form. but in the interim is Liam Scales a shout for left back we've asked the question be. before so it's I, a yes but I know from I, you I,
0: I know from me based on how he played there under the Ange but then it's a different uh, left back so uh, no, no, for me on that basis but listen I think Scales has done to show that he's if he can be that utility player, he's a worthy, worthy part of the squad. You know, if he can fill in for a couple of games, left, back, centre, half, then, then great, because we need someone like that. Because I don't think everybody had a great amount of faith in somebody like Stephen Welsh, for example. Um, That's a strange move still for me. You know, so, I, I, you know, I listen, I would have liked to, to have brought in a left back. I think everybody would have. That, um, that and Taylor then getting time to develop his yeah, game. Yeah, you know, you know the, Bern, just the Bernabe stuff, he's calling not a left back. i, I Everybody seems to persist on that He's clearly not a left back
1: It's hard to say what he is If anything
0: Keep him
2: Out of the back four Wherever it is Don't bring him at the back four Try him in the left wing just Try him
1: Left centre forward But he's not a left I j- back I just don't think he looks interesting me. just does not look interesting His approach is unusual isn't it He just he, he, you, you say it James he, he's, he's been given opportunities He's been given chances And there's a huge opportunity there On Sunday He could have come in and Really, can kind I? Of st- he could have had an assist if he was better for all. Oh, absolutely, yeah. he could have defended better, and he could have said, "Listen, while Greg Taylor's struggling. I'm your man. Here I am. I'm ready to do it." If, if you've got any ambition and you're you're
2: kind of the guy that's keeping you out of the team is struggling. If you've any ambition and drive, you're all over that. And he's not. Yeah, that tells you more than anything else.
1: Let's see uh, what Rogers decides when we come back. So it's Dundee in a couple of weeks' time, Saturday 16th of September, I think it is. So international stuff between then. And that's also a time for guys like Taylor just to just reset, you know, regroup and come back fresh. So we'll see what Rogers decides there. And just on Rogers, so I suppose now the big plus is we've got this international break is that he can now kind of breathe after what's been a pretty manic spell. You know, it's been a hectic time since he came in. What was that, mid June? Um, Loads going on, mad time for all, transfer window, tour in Japan, all that kind of stuff. And now that this kind of phase one of the season's over, James, it just allows him to himself to reset regroup and come back refreshed for, for what lies ahead in the rest of the season
2: yeah, I mean the squad's locked so that that's one variable taken out you don't need to worry about you know who you're signing who you're letting go who you're selling that's your squad so now who do I need to develop who's who's ready so if you take a Johnson for example I don't need to do I just need to pick him Ccv coming back just pick him who do I need to keep developing and coaching on so that's that's where the focus will go and then obviously looking at the opposition in terms of Champions League coming up in this, in this next phase and also making sure we, we don't drop any points in the, in the league just keep the, the focus there you know so yeah. interesting
1: I think from Brendan Rodgers' point of view we said it when he came in the only way for him to win round the doubters and they still remaining doubters is win games of football and win big games of football we picked up a few yesterday and Sunday we'll have we'll dragged a few people back on side um, well, we're just about to move on for the Ranger stuff and I've nearly forgot to cover the goal and the absolute class that was Furuhashi. My um, I think it's one of the best goals he scored for Celtic I thought it was Absolute genius, Callum McGregor was effusive in his praise. He, he actually got excited talking about it. If you've seen it on Celtic TV, he was giddy talking about it. And I said it on the post-match. Most strikers, most strikers, good strikers, would take that in. Take it two, three yards, maybe around the keeper, or whatever. He just, he's got a, f- a flash, a, you know, a fraction of a second to make his call. And his call was, I'm going to smash this in the bottom corner and leave the keeper with no chance. It was a world-class goal.
0: And we've already seen something Broadly similar up at yep. Um That unwillingness To let the defenders get anywhere near him Or settle uh, Just to take take the shot as early as possible Obviously has an, an impact On the goalkeeper as well But it's all good seeing all that If you've not got the technique To produce it And I think there was an excellent um, Excellent video on X Or Twitter Formerly known as Twitter, Twitter. Uh, Of the unique angle Mm-hmm. From Celtic TV Which was fantastic uh, <laughs> It's almost like from, from Connor Colson's Point of view <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky sound. Um So He is just a very Very special striker, And it begs The question as to why You wouldn't want him In the box more like, You know I, I know we've all got Our take on The new role And dropping deep And all those things And he's, he's a great Technician You know he's a great Football player He could probably Play in the wing Or as a 10 He's that good but he is absolutely deadly. Just get him in between the posts and get him finishing chances.
1: You'd have to say Brendan Rodgers' job and the job of any coach, James, is to set up a system that creates chances, right? And that in it's simplest for him. And there's lots of bits in between that, but that's it. You know, you know, put simply. And Kugel for Ash, had four really decent chances. He scored the, the hardest one, and yep. what a strike! But he's these two chances before that. You know, the the one that he tried to f- flick from Abada's cross. The one where he's been in on goal he's beat Butland but golden has got back on the line. And then the one in the second half where he's chopped it back into his left foot should have rolled it to a badder but he's put it over the bar. That's four really, really decent chances so you'd have to say the system whatever the system is and we don't know the, the intricate details of it it's working in terms of getting Kugo in the box.
0: Yeah, I, I give him a pass on the Goldson block because it's getting in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's finished it. It's just targeting It's just fair play to Goldson. it's actually an excellent clearance. Um, I think he's lost his bearings for the one he's tried to flick. I, 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 think, I, I don't think he's kind of really understood where he, he was in the books which is very unusual for him mm. but I think he's thought, I thought he, he'd a, bit I thought, a better angle for I that I thought the
2: cross was just slightly behind where he wanted it to be
1: Yeah, I, he's, I, he's good enough to finish that and, and, and I then, thinking, like, finished, then no, yeah.
0: the last one He's got he's to got square
1: up He's yeah. got square up yeah. So I, I mentioned I think it's genuinely One of the best goals He's scored for Celtic Given the occasion as well But just such good technique um, He's quoted himself as saying Every goal is like The best goal for me And to get the win Was good for us So I just work hard And contribute to the team And despite the kind of Bumps in the road James A few of the ups and downs Early season He's been a real consistent I think Matt O'Reilly's Been excellent as well By the way I'm not time to cover him But he, was, he played a real part uh, At Ibrox but Kyogo's just picked up where he left off and just such a huge part of this team he just you know he's, he plays with a smile
2: on his face and just wants to play football and score goals and I don't think you know, I haven't known him since before Celtic but it, it feels like he's always just been like that as soon as he picked up a ball
0: just a very quick one on a really seems to be a development a real leader in the squad as well yeah. you mm-hmm. could see that yeah. he, he was at a fulcrum everything we're doing it, even around celebrations and Keeping the, you know, he was, you seen him was constantly talking to the players as well. He was a bit um, like that when he first signed, and then it kind of dipped away and maybe it's coming don't back. I think he liked Ange. <laughs> it
2: seems
1: I to don't be. know. I, I think, th- I, like think I would read between those lines. I think there's uh, something I there. I, like. uh, I, th- I mentioned that, you know, Kyogo in terms of the goal, he said a fraction of a second to make his mind up in terms of right. I'm doing. I'm not taking. I'm, I'm cracking this and with such accuracy. You've also got to apply the same to Matt O'Reilly. The ball's come out the sky from Goldson's clearing header, and O'Reilly kind of chested it's
0: that, back, brought it uh, down. Done all sorts of it's, things it's a good point because I don't think it would come naturally to matter really just to put a header back in the mixer <laughs> you know I think he's he's obviously caught. I think he's just and, and this is
1: stuff that you know it's kind of peripheral peripheral vision where a, what is it, a peripheral oh, right, he just knows that Kyogo's in so he's not went I'm going to header this ball in a second into the path of my, my teammate Kyogo he's just thought I've got a guy up there I can get it to him yep. quickly like, the rest is history but
2: like the one he bent to um Abada just you know, not, not long before that the one that we're about to cross to, to mm-hmm. Hugo and he, you know he was try to do the flick and stuff like that. It's the, it's the instinct that really's got yeah. and not a lot of players have it. <laughs> Ironically, Turnbull
1: has a bit of that. He just can't apply it throughout the rest of the game. You know, it's a shame it was a big opportunity for Turnbull. We've spent a lot of time talking about David Turnbull, haven't we? But he never took it um, at Ibrox and I think the sooner Rio Hattie's back fit and firing, the better. There was one in the first half
2: where Dyson is standing up. I think it was Cantwell actually in standing up, no problem at all. And Turnbull just went to help. And you're like, what is that as a professional footballer? You let another guy go free, Camel just gave the other guy the ball, and they broke up the pitch
1: with an opportunity. And that is unforgivable yeah. professional football. I think, you know, as we round this chat up about the game, the, the biggest plus, though, is that Celtic, you know, will get so much better. You know, we're in the early stages of Brendan Rodgers, version two, and all that stuff. But Rio Hattati will come back into play. Carter Vickers will come back into play. We've not seen a bit of Marco Tellio, uh, you know, the various new signings. of Flashes the whole bundle. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know. I, I like the look of Yang, I have to say. Yeah, I, so do I. They I, are. I think looks cool. fantastic. Yeah. And, and again, probably. Rodgers will be able to coach into him when you've beat the guy for the fifth time. It's you cool. don't need to him again. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: probably three times too many, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? But, no, listen, massive overall. However it comes about, a 1-0 result at Ibrox is brilliant, but such huge positives as well. Celtic dominating the game, particularly in the first half, um, and fully deserved a win, so it's a huge boost. Brendan Rodgers spoke about moments and how this squad haven't yet had a moment up until Sunday. You know, we didn't have to qualify for Champions League, so you don't have the euphoria of, of what that means. We've not had any, you know, massive games that aside. This was the first real, real test and to come through it as a new group of players that will just really galvanise the dressing room and it's a huge moment for all. So, Brown result, huge confidence boost and Celtic can now enjoy that international break before Dundee at Celtic Park on the 16th of September. (laughs) Let's look at the summer transfer window now in a bit of detail. So, a total of nine new signings arrived during the window and importantly... We've also seen a number of exits in the final days as Brendan Rodgers reshapes his squad for the season ahead. Let's look at the new arrivals first of all. So, incomings, Odin Tiago home, Marco Tilio, Yang, Kwan, Mike Navrotsky, Gustav Lagerbielka, Luis Palma, Nat Phillips and Paolo Bernardo. Muff, of the new arrivals, who are you most excited about at this moment in time?
0: Well, James <laughs> prepared the list. I have to say, based on what others are telling me and how excited others appear to be, Palma seems to be the one but for me on what I've seen it's Marco Tellio yeah Marco yeah. Tellio for me he mm-hmm. um, looks like he's got to be either a 10 or somebody like a genuine 10 somebody who we don't have somebody that I wish Turnbull would be I think could be but for whatever reason you know injuries it, it's just not happened for him but someone who can actually take the ball midfield in it, drive towards goal and even beat players And I think home might be that in, in time as well I think, a lot, I think he's probably a more he's defensive but I really like Holmes just willingness to get about the park, put his foot in, he's got a bit of pace about him. But I think um, it's I think he's a bit more creativity rather than um, breaking the play up. And I, I just really, really liked what i seen all of him. You know, it was kind of mainly Asian Champions League footage. I think the Australian team's playing Asian mm-hmm. Champions yeah, League. I've um, seen some Asian Champions League footage coming in off the left-hand side, but right-footed, you know, just pretty classy players. So that, that would be it for me. But... I wait to see about Palmer Because everybody seems to be talking about him I don't know if there's been a YouTube Compilation put together But I'll say that lads is There was one for Mo Bangura <laughs> <laughs> Probably
1: still is Yeah um, Tell you as an excitement, It's actually It's a bit unclear what his injury is or was Isn't it? There's not been a lot said It's just that Oh He arrived with a known issue And is, he, he should be back in a number of weeks Is, is there any chat on that? There's not uh, I think there's been so much going on We've not really heard any great updates on him he training now. No? no, I no. don't think so. I don't believe so. And we know more about guys like Carter Vickers and Hattati's recovery. You're less, three, month, three months in? Less so about him. So, three months in? End of June, mm-hmm. was oh, I don't know about Mid, that. Mid June. Anyway, we we'll see. But hopefully he's Bezella, back Bezella. before Bezella. too long. Yeah, James Miff's mentioned Talio, Um <clears throat> He's mentioned Tago Home, you know, guys that excite him. Who's, who's the guy that excites you most out of the new guys?
2: I want to see Phillips. I want to see what he we can do. And. All the more so if we can, you know, put a, a beyond a loan deal um, together for that. I know he's in big door, but you never know. But you know we all want players that get you off your seat. Um, Bernardo's got to be someone you want to see. You know, like what, what so. for Jota? Mm-hmm. So if if that's someone coming through the, the camp, although my list does say Bernardo, I think it's Bernardo. <laughs> yeah. Um So I, yeah, I can confirm James
1: is Bernardo. <laughs> I watched a wee bit of his. Sure, you from Benfica under twenty ones. he's played Champions League football. I think he's played a, a few fixtures. I think he made his debut against Bayern Munich team, for Benfica. So. Yeah, Aye. Aye. so he's played about you know football there. And he, again, you know a lot. Of, here's the thing, right, and it comes into this conversation in general. There's a lot of people are underwhelmed by the the transfer window. I think you two lads are potentially uh, amongst. No, i right. So we'll get to that. But it's because it's the great unknown. So at the moment, we've not seen Tilio, We've not seen uh, Palmer, Phillips, Bernardo. And we've not seen anything competitively from Quan as well. And you'd have to say that, being fair, you would need to reserve judgment till you see all of these guys giving a run of games. And then you can say, do you know what? I was a bit underwhelmed, but there's actually some real talent here.
2: But not not taking taking the spouse terms, but it's not what you did, it's how you did it. It was poorly executed. However we got there, and we don't know if we got there, but
1: however we got there, we did it. With poor execution, how, does it matter how we've done it? As long as abso- we've got the players, abso- here. Matters. I can't I can't absolutely matters. Absolutely matters. Well, tell me that. Explain that. Are you a professional or not?
2: You know, well, what, you what, 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 what level of planning went into this, and what level of you know what, why have we got loan guys? Do you for know, a was start, a loan guy? Carter Vickers was a loan guy with options to buy. So I think Bernardo might be. Is that unclear? Yes, yes. Philip Phillips is. isn't.
1: So what? You know, and I appreciate there's, there's injuries in there, but. So just specifically So you said earlier on At the top of the show Purely speculation on your part In terms of you know How things were done behind the scenes What is it you think Has gone wrong? Like what do you think They've done unprofessionally? I don't
2: don't think we've had our One, two, three Right tell me the positions You want to strengthen There's your one, two, three guys Go out and negotiate To get those deals Within the budgets That we set out And also What are the budgets We are setting out? Are we an ambitious club That want to You know You have to bear in mind That we were spending Six million pound in players Twenty years ago and we won't spend £6 million on a player today That doesn't make any sense but do you know And the when thing- we do spend that money It either works out on the park And or it works out in terms of selling them on for profit Why don't we keep
1: doing it? didn't work well yet eh? It worked for many, many, many others But do you know I think a lot of this I get where you're coming from But And I'm just giving the other side the argument That a lot of it's got to be guesswork from fans Because we don't know we don't know that a player might have turned round at the last minute Having said, yep, I'm going to come out So the guy the, the guy I'm thinking of is I think it's Quinton Merlin, Merlin yeah, The yeah. left back at Nantes And he was linked for a so long time end. in the window And he then came out with a statement Around about 24 hours before the close of the window To say, I've come to my senses or something I'm going to stick We're with it, the team yeah, who yeah. have shown yeah. a bit of faith in me Celtic might have been banking on him as being the guy So yeah. if you don't get him, do you go for a lesser option? No, that's not what a
2: professional negotiator does He doesn't say there's our offer, let me know when you're ready to let me know He says, there's our offer, there's the parameters Let me know by Tuesday, or it's not the deal
1: They need to be more professional on that They do need to grow up But do you not think players and agents now hold all the cards And you just have to play
2: the game with it? Not if you put a deal on the table And you, you structure a deal and make it attractive And you do need to make it attractive The key thing is, are we making it attractive enough? We don't know I'll explain this to you no.
1: know? So you should have
0: said, we oui or no Oh, and that's
1: uh, um, And on the point, James, so, so what about the gaps, right? So we're all, I think, a bit uh, annoyed at some of the left-back, absolutely. We ha- we had to bring somebody in there. You know, Just because at the moment we know the options are struggling. Burnaby's not going to be the answer, let's be realistic. Taylor might recover some of his form, but we need genuine competition. So my question to you lads is where are the gaps? You know, We've come out, the window's closed, the squad is locked, to use the term, James. Where's the gaps for you? Where's the big areas that we should have covered that we've not? Left-back, centre-forward. I think Hart has
2: responded well to the pressure. The mostly the fans have given him really, and he's you know he's he's, he's shown up well. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be wrong, it's not a long term plan. There's a bit of chat that Kelleher from Liverpool might be a long term plan. That would be unbelievable. As in, I don't believe it. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. But I think that the job
1: a job needs to be done in Hart's position. We can probably get away with it. I I think there's very natural timing that Joe Hart sees out this season and then moves on. I think it'd be a great what fit for all January for MLS. Is it? Yeah. No, nah, he will be here for the season. I'd be amazed. Quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure That's he's coming season is January MLS. I don't know. Summer football. Don't know. Yeah. But Joe Hart will commit to what we're doing and I think you're right, he responded really well. He stepped up, he's a senior part of the dressing room. And I think I'd like to have somebody in sooner, but I think we can get get by with Joe Hart for the season ahead. I totally agree left back and centre forward I've said it f- for a number of weeks now they are my absolute priorities we've explained left back a second ago and in terms of striker we're going to lose a couple of guys you know Kyogo and O particularly to the the Asian Cup in so January Who's your striker? So the chat is that Lewis Palma can play striker as well but I don't want someone who can who can also play striker I just want a striker What's your situation so with who's well, the big well, gap?
2: Just to, t- to input on that what if your game to like really really clinch the league and set yourself a, an unassailable lead Against Rangers in January game, and you have a makeshift centre forward for that game. So, you know, a Mikey Johnson type. At at give him.
0: him. Look well, at it's it's that's, that's where we are.
2: That's, that's the job they put it, us into.
0: It's, it's hold on, hold on.
1: Looking at the dates that are available for the Rangers game, it's other games they'll miss. I think it's Dundee and but, a few other. Can, can teams not well, I pull listen, them away for, you know, I think squad like and all that stuff?
0: When did you flag that on this podcast? When did you flag that? Oh, about three months ago or something. A, a good while ago, yeah. Probably just have the sing, end of the have season Have we signed a centre forward that's got to be available? No. So, I'm not trying to pour cold water over yesterday, uh, Sunday's result. Very important. But, to me, two left backs, eight centre-halves, probably a slight imbalance A mm-hmm. uh, Two centre-forwards, seven wingers, slight imbalance there. Horrendous squad management.
2: And Rogers wants a 25-27 man squad We've got 33,
1: is it? I think he wants less of a squad than that I'm I, sure I he thought said I 25 he, was his concern. He wants a tighter group it, It's interesting to see if you look at the profile Of the nine guys that have come in So Thiago Holm, midfield Tillio, winger Yang, winger Palmer, winger Quan midfield uh, Paulo Bernardo midfield And then your three defenders Between Nowrowski, Lager Bielka And Nat Phillips And it does they, All good on paper, right? These guys might go and do a really good job but an imbalance is absolutely clear to see.
2: Yes, yeah, we're, 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 we, don't the, we don't have the behind the scenes answers on this, but we can see quite clearly something hasn't worked out as it should have done. Yes, someone's not done their job right. Yes, and that
0: needs to change right now. The one thing I will say, in the positive, is and it's a point that many of my friends make on a regular basis, is the likes of Jota, and Jack and all these guys that have came and done well. Hitati, Maida, Kyogo. We, we didn't know before we signed them. So mm-hmm. the chances are the profile of player we're in for probably save Nat Phillips and Joe Hart, <laughs> really. Every other player that's come in, we've not really known too much about. I wasn't I was I wasn't particularly enamoured when we signed Vickers, for example, because I'd seen him play in the Europa League. Yep. And it wasn't very good. But again, as he has since spoken about, he never really felt part of Tottenham because he, he, he was always getting sent out on loan and loan and he didn't know six, where he was doing his piece. Six priest. loan deals. Yeah. You know, he, he just, his head was shot when he was at Tottenham. He, he really, really wanted what he got at Celtic and that was a bit of continuity, consistency and feeling part of something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even even Alistair Johnson probably realised him for the World Cup but even before that, you know, you were saying somebody for the MLS it was a bit of a point of signing but it turned out to be a fantastic signing. So, those gems are in there. We know, we know that's got to be the case It's very unlikely we've got to sign Nine players And none of them are going to be any good I, I don't mind who we've Tra- signed track, track record's not bad But the squad's Getting imbalance to it I think we all wanted a left back And mm. a centre forward Possibly even another goalkeeper mm. And it doesn't seem that that's been addressed Now there has been links with all those positions mm. Seen we were linked with a Bromby striker um, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. close to the window closing For yeah, The Croatian They, they just they flung the money up Croatian goalkeeper and then obviously French left back as well. So yeah. the the fact that the links were there would suggest that we were we were in the market, but for whatever reason, it's not happened. The Croatian goalie went for
2: sixty or seventy grand a week. He's getting it in um, Turkey. F- of, yeah. Right. yeah. So that that's a question to push back to Celtic: Are you ambitious enough to make us a real Champions League team? Because that's
1: the money you need to spend. But you you're you're not suggesting Celtic spend sixty grand a week on some are you? At
2: what, at what point do we change our way of structure to say, well, actually, if we keep it as it is? then we're never going to get anywhere, in which case we shouldn't be bothering... But you, you can't, you can't, you can't send a guy on 60k
1: like, right now, can you? That would double your top wage. Maybe at some point you're going to have to, if you want to start moving into that realm. Maybe you go from 30 to 40, but you can't go to 60. Maybe there's a different structure to the deal. I,
2: I, I don't think we are ever going to go for that particular number, but mm. I think there has to be a move out of the 30s and at the high 40s. It's just going to
1: be the same all the time if we don't. You also wonder if, you know... If Celtic opened negotiations with a goalkeeper, I forget his name is it Livorno or something. Benny. Yeah, we'll go for that. Uh next to Bernardo. Um if we realise Early Bells
0: he's wanting sixty K, just move on. Just yeah. say hey, that's not the deal for us. We I, need to move on to somebody yeah, we'll, else. We'll have our we'll have a profile of signing, you know, we'll we'll have our profile of player and target and things like that. For me, like I say, just when you look at the sheer number of midfielders, centre halves, wingers, and lack of even even you could say full back in, in general because I know I know some people were a, a bit nervy about even having Ralston's cover it right back and we're maybe wanting an upgrade on that as well with Champions League in mind. I'm okay with that. But listen, the bottom line is we are where we are. Can I change it to January? We've got Champions League games coming up. We've got a new old manager in the door trying to put his stamp on things. The hope is that the result against Rangers will lead to better things but the one thing's for sure is that looking at that it wouldn't take much more to really really rock the boat in terms of an injury or a suspension or something like that so we just we just need to be really careful about how we manage a squad and and maybe you can look at other players being utility players somebody like Scales for example Mm. who could probably play a number of positions do you, do you don't not think, think that Celtic over the years have always, and particularly in more recent
1: years, have always got to that position where you feel you're just one or two signs yep. away from being a real top team? One yep. or two signs away from being yep. really good. And and could it be the left back and striker at this moment in time that would just take us into a, a level where we could compete and potentially get out of this Champions League group? Um, why don't you move on you know, just in this section and move to the, the outgoing? So obviously we know we lost Jota, 25 million to Al Itahad, Carl starfelt has got a Vigo Aaron Moy retired. What I think is really important, James, and we've all been keen to see these guys move on, is Barkas is out the door. He's gone on a free to Utrecht. Ismail Soro's gone to Beitar Jerusalem, big club. Uh, Uragidi's gone to, I think, League Two in France. Albion like it looks like he's going to Turkey. No. It's not been confirmed. Obviously, Hak Sabanovic hasn't worked out. Uh, I think we're all disappointed by that, given his talent, but it's not working. He's away to Stoke on loan. Uh, can he do it on a, a wet Tuesday night at Stoke? <laughs> we'll find, find out soon enough. Um, so it's disappointing to lose guys like Starfield, uh, Moy, you know Jota, who are big players, James. But how important is it to move on these guys who have become deadwood and are just, you know, busying up the training ground,
2: <laughs> particularly to, to Rodgers, where he wants that intimate squad. Um, it's a really strange one at centre back. You very seldom see this in any squad in any season that there's so much injury and, you know, Starfield leaving exacerbated that injury list and Kobe not. Both, both in terms of not being ready yet and getting injured, so it's a weird one, I mean, you're probably looking at, when we'd cut our vickers, Navrocki, Lagrabielka and Welsh, you're probably going right, the rest aren't going to be involved, that's your four, and then, you know, there's injury beyond that, Pff, very little talk about Kamarnock's pitch on that by the way, both both players injured on Kamarnik's pitch, you know, so that's the impact, we've brought Phillips in, that's been a Nice professional move, by the way. That's probably a wee bit of Rogers connections there working well for us. Um, Liverpool fans, I know, say he's a, he's a real talent. So good to see that. But you, it's a misnomer that it's actually seven because I've got list by mistake. It's a misnomer to say there's there's seven certain halves there, and we kind of planned it that way. Injury has pushed us towards that because ah, otherwise, you've only, otherwise you've only maybe get two, you know,
1: and maybe not even. So I, I think you just need to kind of write that one down. To, circumstances. Yeah it's very hard to manage that. Um, Math just on you know the guys that are out the building you know there's, there's guys that were hangovers from the the Covid season and beyond between Barcast, Sorrow, Ayeti and it's got to be good listen good for the players as well just but good for all that we can just move on from that episode and have players that genuinely want to be there and, and play their part.
0: Absolutely the I mean I just caught McCarthy's name <laughs> there. He's joke. not going away you know. No. Um, it's really important that, for this point on, we all get behind the team and this squad. The thing that just worries me is what the transfer window tells me is we seem to have rather curbed our ambition a bit, and we remain just happy to stay in front of Rangers. That's that's kind of what the message that it sends me. When it looked like the start of the window, where the likes are. McGregor and Keogh and signed up in contracts we all did think that maybe this was going to be it this was going to be the summer where we rolled the dice and went let's get in front of the game bring in players that are going to make a squad better and, and again the thing I get put back to me from friends was well who, who do you bring in I, that's not really my, that, my, that my, my job I, I, don't, I don't you know yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that, yeah. that, I don't see that as necessarily the point what I'm saying is I understand that for us to go out and buy a Champions League ready player who has played 15 or 20 games in the Champions League is probably impossible based on the, the structure and the, the wages that we pay. Alistair Jones is a Champions League ready player. But, exactly. So you you know, you're looking at maybe just a slightly edges, different yeah, yeah. profile to what we've done. And until you, you could argue, his Asian Champions League exposure playing yeah. for Melbourne would, would probably also fit that had he arised fit. Um, so, just... I, I I was just expecting something a wee bit different and it feels like we went back to stuff that we did before and I think that's just what's disappointed me I I really really hoped when those new contracts get announced for McGregor and mm. Kyogo I, I did genuinely think it was going to be something different now I again go back to the point a few of those guys that we've seen could be absolute superstars the ones that we've made songs for chanting their names and gone absolutely tonto for I hope to God it is I really, really do I'm I'm not trying to be negative I'm just saying that I have been left underwhelmed by the window because I, I just really, really hope it's not a window or ambition I take James's point all that matters is winning the league this year so that you've got access to the Champions League but I really, really thought after the performances in the Champions League not the results but the performances in the Champions it's, League it's we were actually going somewhere yeah. and we were actually at a point where you were only watching Celtic games away from home in Europe from behind the couch you were actually sitting on the couch watching us keep the ball, create chances against really good football teams, going toe-to-toe in possession, still being defensively naive because it's just Celtic in Europe and passing the body centre-forwards 18 yards out of our own goal. But there was still that willingness there to go on the ball and play and, and be different and not just camp in. And then we've came to the summer and it's all looked like it's got to go one way and then bam. And I know that Ange Even has been the catalyst not the to, catalyst that's been everything you know th- th- there was obviously that meeting in St Andrews where they had agreed everything and everything looked all set and I dare say a few of the signings that have come in at the start of the summer have been part of that but what's done is done you know still wasn't that enamoured at the fact that Rodgers was back in the first place but it's done Celtic's my team I've got to go and support them but slightly under what we'll be, we've we'll been left with I think as you mentioned there the, the performances
1: in Europe last season it just gave you a bit of hope that there's a way to progress here. We're never going to win it. Uh, just, you know, that's just where we're at. But can we get to a level? We always gave the example, I think last season, about teams like Bruges, who have been in the Champions League now for the last four or five seasons. Season one, hammered. Season two, still got beat, but a, a bit less so. Season three, won a couple of games. Season four, competed in their group. And just made you know a real kind of upward curve of, of progress throughout the seasons. And it looked like, despite those results last season, under Ange, we were making progress. And could this season be the the springboard to you know to then move on, and it does feel like we've gone a bit back the way. And it's also really hard, isn't it, to get excited about you guys when we just don't know. But as you say, if these could be absolute heroes of ours in, in the months and years ahead, but at this moment in time, it is underwhelming because we're just we're just not aware of what they're going to bring to the party. I think we're maybe
2: underestimating the the, the power of Ange Postecoglou. If we're going to be honest, you see, he's doing it down at Spurs now, right? i know. I know you're not, know. but the power he had. Not just with the squad, but throughout that building. You know, in Mark Law's team and Mike Nicholson's team, all across. And when that kind of decision hits your, hits your business, it, it's devastated them and it, it's taken them a fair bit to get back on track. Now, we got Rogers in pretty swiftly, good, mm-hmm. good business there. But then it's right, we need to relink all the issues, all the players, the, the areas we're going to improve in. And it's just taken longer. I, I, I still think if you're a professional, you shouldn't be allowing that to happen. And I'm kind of looking at Mark Law here. He should be professional enough to say, like, you tell me what you need, I've got the guys for you. And I hope he is doing that. But as we say, we don't know the, the ins and outs of what's in the background, but we know something hasn't gone right.
1: Yeah. And I, I think everyone can understand the, the annoyance that, you know, some of the, the transfer activity. But I suppose there is a good reason behind some of it. You, you know, you'd have to accept that the, the Ange move. Has seriously rocked the boat And maybe more than we should be prepared for l- I, l- losing, I, losing one key man Shouldn't rock the boat As much as it seems yeah, to Yeah but have.
2: if you take it from managers There's no excuse culture And winning businesses Don't allow excuse culture to come in And that's excuse culture right
1: there You might be right um, Beyond the obviously you know, The ins and outs of the transfer window, there were new deals That must mention. mentioned So Callum McGregor Kyogo Dais Maeda Habada's just signed a new deal in, a, in the last few days Stephen Welsh And hopefully Real Hatate. I think the negotiations And the suggestion is that he may be about to sign a new deal and that in itself would be a huge boost we're going to be doing a, a transfer window special this Wednesday with Anthony Joseph of Sky Sports News and that will be available exclusively exclusively at the Celtic Exchange Plus the slash plus to get involved there um, but just to close out this section lads I want to ask you just quite simply how you would rate the transfer window out of 10 and also if you feel that Brendan Rodgers has been fully supported by the board no 5 out of 10 <laughs> straightforward I'm happy with that same yeah. 5 yeah. out of 10 And he's not been fully supported <sighs> Unclear We
2: don't know If it's ro- if they're offering Rogers players And he's saying I don't know I'm not sure Or no It's not right Or you know I'm going and spend 70 grand a week on him We don't know um, Hard to say 5 out of 10 either way The results is 5 out of 10
1: Yeah fair enough So a couple of underwhelming Five out of 10 But as you say James I'll, I'll go back to your phrase The squad is now locked in So let's see how these guys go Between now and Christmas lads in your absence as you know the path to paradise has been scrapped and replaced by the 11th man
2: why, why did you I, scrap I,
1: it <laughs> I may ask was
0: that due to a resounding victory so we've, we've seen you out of town on Mystery uh, Cell Mystery the cell. cell the path to paradise and now <laughs> we've got a revamped game in the 11th man the 11th I'm man I'm going to keep making new games till I find one
1: that I want. so this might be it's just tough the, the 11th man is yeah. here for now but that may change It'd it any given awesome. time um, we should be getting handouts by the way it's aye. very
2: difficult to do
1: this. I leave leave that with me. Expect aye. to see them some week some <laughs> soon. Um did you get last week's answer right? Did you catch the mystery man? So it was from the invincible um Scottish Cup winning team, Tom Rodgic's goal. The second half? Yeah. I was my holiday so I wasn't Sweet. trying very much. No, it was Dedrick Boyata, so he was in Boyata. next to Simonovic. So Math, James, are you ready for your first goal at the 11th man? The game in question uh, is another victory at Ibrox Celtic 3 Rangers 2 back on the 11th of March 2018 Um Odson Edwards famously scored after Seminovich yes. had been sent off so the Celtic team uh, the 11 on the day reads as follows Scott Bain Dedrick Boyata at right back Jozo Suminovich and Chris Iron the centre Kieran Tierney left back Scott Brown blank Callum McGregor James Forrest Tom Rogic. Moussa Dembele have a wee think while we play you this short message while the guys are figuring that one out a short reminder that if you like what we do here at the Celtic Exchange then you can hear even more from us throughout the week by joining the Celtic Exchange Plus at the Celtic Exchange Plus we provide pre and post match podcasts for every Celtic game as well as a number of other exclusive subscriber benefits all you have to do is visit thecelticexchange.com slash plus right now for full details and to start your free trial more podcasts more reaction more Celtic on the Celtic Exchange Plus Our time is up James What position are we in? What position are we in? I just read out the players ah, Come on oh, He's come a on. midfielder Centre midfielder f- Some would call him a centre midfielder He's got a single? No I wouldn't call him a centre midfielder Yeah fielder. no
0: Can't be a not team, team. Oh, is, is
2: that
0: Right okay Yeah Oh I didn't think we were Right okay we're, uh, con- we're conferring off Mike Sorry um, So my guess was About Iquassi mm. Which was wrong Armstrong. I think he's in the team, is he? No, no.
1: One more guess, James. No. The eleventh man is here to stay, lads. <laughs> uh, the answer, and this will get beeped out, but the answer is. <laughs> yeah, so he was kind of played his part there in those kind of early. He was a very, very good. A Rolls Royce of oh, a player. He thing. was a talent. Just. Feel broke so what we'll do we'll post this team lineup minus the 11th man across our Twitter and Instagram pages on Tuesday morning so if you want to have a guess let us know there and we'll select some lucky winners to receive a bonus 14 day trial of the Celtic Exchange Plus Thursday's Champions League draw has pitched Celtic against some interesting sides and it's definitely not the worst draw that we could have got we'll now face Dutch champions Feyenoord Atletico Madrid from La Liga and Lazio from Serie A home and away between 19th of September and 13th of December. James, your initial take on the sides that we'll face, and do you think we've got a realistic chance of qualifying out the group?
2: Hey, it's a great draw because they're all great European names, you know, they're all they're all clubs you want to play football against. Um Lazio wouldn't be a club we're friendly with, but they're, they're playing a lot of good football. Um Atletico always do, and Feyenoord tend to. Um, in terms of where we go with this The transfer window is what's cut my legs I mean I, I don't just want to win the league this year uh, The league alone Because you know, I'm unambitious I just don't think we've done the business To allow us to have ambition elsewhere um, And I think it's got to fo- follow into Europe as well I think what we can be looking for in Europe this year Is a kind of back You know take a season back Where you're developing Like we were under Ange last year this has got to be a development in year In Europe rather than a
1: push to progress Yeah so maybe not the progress we'd hope for You know maybe just a bit of a Learning. We'll do okay we'll, we'll we'll be better for the experience But not quite You don't think we'll get out of the group Is that your gut feeling or
2: Pff, I think we could sneak third But you know We should be ending fourth
1: You know if we can go and do We're a pop four side You know in terms of the maths We should be finishing fourth But football's not played on paper Yeah more. yeah Um, I, f- I, th- I think that's kind of where we're
2: Building we'll up, I think if if this was a linear and season one, season two, season three, and we draw this group. You're pushing for at least second. You know, you might be doing some crazy and, and trying to beat everyone and go first. Mm. You know, because that's the, the the line we were on. But you know, there's been a real you know unraveling of of the plan. So that that's just part
1: and parcel of it. Yeah, as James mentions, there's genuine big European names there and Celtic have got history with each of the sides so Feyenoord of course um, beat us 2-1 in the 1970 European Cup final Wim Janssen playing on the day who of course stopped the 10 in 1998 Henrik Larsson represented both Feyenoord and Celtic so some real good links there Uh, Atletico we've played them a few times in European competition most recently in the 2011 Europa League we lost 1-0 at home and 2-0 in Spain so hopefully we'll do better this time round and Lazio not too long ago faced them in 2019 Europa League again and beat them home and away. It was our first ever win in Italy I think. Yep. Um, Olivier and Cham scored the winner there, and Chris Julian uh, scored the winner against them in the other tie. But they'll all be good sides. I don't know a lot of detail about them just now, and we'll, we'll get into it as we get closer to the games. But they are ones to look forward to, and it's it's why you're at the top table.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that's listen. That's what that's that's what we wanted. Those, those nights are, are what we live for. It's Celtic fans' the atmosphere in the stadium. But I think for a for a while now that. The atmosphere's not really been backed up with performance on the pitch in terms of anything that we've seen that we would regard as Champions League quality. Now, we, we're mentioning there that the fact we think that the squad's short and we think there's a bit of an imbalance in it. However, that said, there's still players in there that have got Champions League experience, that have got you know plenty of first-team experience. I think for, for those players now, a, a lot of the players that have came here has been for that. They've, they've came to Celtic because there's access to Champions League. You know, someone like, for example, Rio Hitati, who I thought played really, really well in the Champions League last year. If we can get him back fit, it's really just about how how we approach it. What what is our ambition? Do, do we want to go there? Do we want to impose ourselves on these games? I think most importantly it's giving the fans the, the chance to experience. You know, going away, for the, the, the three, or the three away ties, going to Rotterdam, going to Rome, going to Madrid. Fantastic trips. You know, handy enough. Point of transport links, not too far, great. So, if the players could back that up on the pitch, it would be absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Are you still considering getting the mega bus to
1: Madrid? Is that your mega bus approach? to Madrid?
0: Uh, but, uh, it's, it's under consideration. Only a few <laughs> other, few other
1: plans. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Miff, do you think Brendan Rodgers may take a more pragmatic approach in Europe? We've obviously we're well aware that Ange Ange knows one way of playing football, and that's it and that's that's fine. But it, you know, it can leave you pretty exposed in some of the. Cutthroat levels In European football There is a suggestion That Rodgers might be looking To have these kind of Two sitting midfielders Whether it's Callum McGregor Plus he and A Awata's right out the picture Isn't he Quan's mm-hmm. nowhere near it But you know Maybe somebody sitting with him Could that be O'Reilly Given that he experienced A deeper no, midfield position No not Home Home would be in there Okay So however it may yeah. be Do you think he might take A different approach to it
0: I'll ask you both You know Does he go with a slightly Different shape for this well, he, European? He didn't last time He was quite unapologetic About that he... Has he learned, though? I think he also said that we had to learn as fans. That was that was his rhetoric last yeah,
2: he time. He basically said that this is the formation that would would, would win the tie,
0: but totally remiss not to say I haven't got talented enough players to play those positions. So I, I i it remains to be seen, but there was chat that even Andrew was thinking of changing a bit and going for the yeah the double the pivot, pivot yeah yeah <laughs> the,
1: the, the, the double <laughs> pivot indeed. We keep going and trying to sign the guy for that position that's what makes me think whether it's Ange or Rodgers or anybody Celtic seem to have recognised that you need to maybe bolster your midfield for Europe but we just keep getting it wrong it's not going to be James McCarthy it's not going to be Iwata it might be Quan. we need to wait and see it wasn't Abelgaard it it wasn't Idiguchi you know, we've, we keep trying to get guys in that position aye. And it keeps failing I, I, Just on
2: Quan, by the way When he Camden. down Everyone's just written him off Because was it against uh, Bilbao yeah. Where they, you know Bit of an off night First night at Parkhead Yeah But the game before that against Wolves He was decent, you know actually, so like, it was more than decent Aye so yeah. Let's just, you know See how he develops And there's a place for him in the team where he wouldn't be signed otherwise, you know So, And they go, oh, he be second tier uh, Korea It's like, you know We've we signed players from strange places And they, they turn out alright
1: yeah, no, I'm more than willing to give. I think everyone a in this room is, but I think there's a wider kind of fan swell of just saying, well, that's a terrible signing. Yeah. But whether it's Quan or Tiago Home or somebody, do you think that's what we should be doing in Europe? 100%. You know, it's all
2: great, like blowing the bugle horn and just charge kind of thing, and then you lose two goals
1: When you fire yeah. up the pitch. It's exciting isn't it? <laughs> It's exciting on the range. Getting beat 4-3 and all that I nah. loved it nah. See <laughs> you see that time You played for half an hour <laughs> Get beat 5 now. Yeah As I say nah, we'll get into on. more detail So the first game is 19th of September We're <laughs> away to Madrid The first game aren't we um, So we'll get into A lot more detail Not As we, we get it. closer to the games And we'll, we'll look at the profile of, of each of the teams involved But for now What would be your Your best guess At where we'll finish In the group I think we'll finish third James Third I'm going third as well Is it a wee bit more optimism Than Just who I am Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say fourth is, is where I was getting that. That's not how I am. That's not how you are. Positive, James. Um, but great to be in the Champions League. Obviously, you know, the profile of it for the club, it attracts players to the club. And the money, of course, is so important. And even more important, getting into next year. So let's see though, if we can actually compete this time around rather than just take part. Um, lads, as we start to wrap up the show, I've been looking for any final comments and let's try and keep it positive. My thought is a huge week for the club. There's there's valid um concerns in terms of the transfer window and some different things around, but ultimately Celtic and supporting Celtic's about what happens on the pitch and we had a brilliant day in the pitch on Sunday. What's your final thoughts for this week?
0: Yeah, it just it just shows you what a result can do for everyone. It was just fantastic. The, the nature of it was it was brilliant. And um, I'm I'm just intrigued to see what happens here because the the amount of players that we have missing and unavailable to us, it's genuinely intriguing to see how they're going to then blend into the squad, what impact they're going to have. You know, I'm really excited to see uh, Palmer. Really excited to see Tilio. So yeah roll, roll on the next couple of weeks Hopefully by the time That the, the games start back After the international break We've got a few more bodies Back in the squad And we can see that, that That starting lineup Maybe become a bit stronger Yep James your own final comments On your return to the show Yeah just I suppose
2: I To any fans Is the transfer window Get out of your head You know you can't put the back in the donkey It's done That That is it So just focus ahead Whilst the Celtic themselves Need to be looking at What happened And getting their post-mortem right And making sure They fix it in January and next summer and not repeat mistakes. As fans, we know who the squad is now. And that, that was the kind of what tempered my enthusiasm a wee bit or my optimism on, on Sunday was when you saw that, you know, Palmer's in the bench, Bernardo's not there, Phillips isn't there and stuff. But now you that game's done and won and you've got those guys guys to come in. That's the real excitement for me.
1: Yeah, and as we said at the top and Myth repeated there, it is amazing what 190 minutes can do for mm. your, your overall sense of wellbeing. So that wraps things up on this latest episode of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. Thanks to Myth and James for joining me today. And as always, our thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back again with the Celtic Exchange Weekly this time next week. Or if you want to hear even more from us, you can enjoy more podcasts, more reaction and more Celtic every week at the Celtic Exchange Plus. Just visit the slash plus to get involved. In the meantime, thanks for listening and we'll see you again this time next week.